0: And welcome to episode number three of Suitcase on the Left. I'm Nick. That's Brian. This and is Brian. How can I help you? This is Brian. How can I help you? And uh, Brian, we just did this a couple of days ago, but there are some new topics that I think we have to get into.
1: Yeah. And, you know, plus the, the overwhelming response we've had from our audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, we, we need to serve our audience and they're clamoring for more. So it's our duty, I believe.
0: That's true. The one thing I, the one piece of feedback I get from people who listen is we need more. And yeah, yeah. Two Once epi- a week
1: is not enough.
0: Yeah, two episodes just wasn't enough for most of the people. So here we are doing a, uh, a special Wednesday night edition of Suitcase on the Left, and uh, I kind of wanted to kick this thing off talking about fireworks. What nice,
1: yeah. Fourth of July, how appropriate.
0: Yeah. What say you on fireworks? What do you? Um, I mean, do you enjoy hearing what sounds like a war zone until 11 o'clock at night?
1: <laughs> okay, in in my current, you know, my current stage of life, uh, the answer is no. I, I don't really care for it. Um, although this year, my neighbors seemed a little bit more toned down than they have in years past. I, I think maybe part of it is because they really started this thing on Friday. And so they were... You know, they were happening Friday night and Saturday night and then Sunday night, which was 4th of July. No, no, Monday night was 4th of July. So it was really, it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday, four nights in a row. I So I think they kind of took their arsenal and they spread it out over four days. So there wasn't really, you know, one night that was just a complete barrage. It, mm. it, was, it was like four nights of, you know, so-so annoyance
0: yeah around my neighborhood it uh was it was kind of friday night saturday night sunday night and it it wasn't too bad it was maybe from like 8 30 till about 9 9 15 and then man monday night was just out of control i mean it it legitimately sounded like a war zone um and it was so loud and they went they went till about 11 11 30 they finally tapered down but in my younger days, I really enjoyed fireworks. Now, I still like to light them off, but, man, I tell you, as I get older, I'm becoming a curmudgeon when it comes to fireworks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I can say that I went through, like, three very distinct stages of fireworks. Um, when I was a kid, I loved fireworks. I loved going to see fireworks. You know, I, I just I, I couldn't get enough. Um, it was just mesmerized watching fireworks, whether it was Fourth of July or, you know, at Disney World or, you know, whatever, any opportunity I had, I just, I just loved it. Then as I got a little older, I got into the, you know, let's do our own fireworks phase. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'd go and I'd find places that had, you know, the really good stuff, the mortars and the, you know, the stuff that, you know, not just sparklers and Roman candles, but stuff that really went up and went boom and, you know, was impressive. Um, and then I kind of graduated out of that phase and now I'm getting more into the curmudgeon phase. It's like you damn
2: kids.
0: (laughs) Well, for me, it's, I have a kid now he's two. So the fireworks keep him awake at night. Um, and the dogs bark at all freaking hours of the night when there's fireworks. Um, so my, my life situation has changed, but I still enjoy a good mortar or two, but even when I'm the one setting them off, I only like to do maybe like five or six, and then I kind of call it a day, and I'm ready to, to, to call it quits on the fireworks. Um, but have you ever done anything extremely dangerous with fireworks?
1: Um, well, when I was a teenager, um, me and some friends used to have Roman candle fights, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure you're familiar with oh, that yeah. concept. Yep. Uh, I don't know that it was extremely dangerous. I mean, nobody really ever got hurt. It, it was a lot of fun. It was probably not well advised, but uh, because nobody got really hurt, I don't really consider that it was that dangerous. Although in hindsight, yeah, I guess that was. Uh, I did have one fireworks experience. This was a you know home-bought, let's-go-light-off-our-own-fireworks thing. Uh, there were a lot of people around, and um, I lit a mortar... Without it being in the
0: tube. Oh yeah,
1: done that. And yeah, that's pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody actually did get kind of hurt on that. A little flaming piece of something landed on somebody's head, and they got <laughs> he got burned a little a little bit. I mean, nobody went to the hospital or anything. Right, right. It was just kind of oh shit, sorry. And then it was ha,
2: ha, 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 you got burned. Yeah, so, it's
0: your yeah. fault for being there. Yeah, but Should've I moved. never.
1: Never lost a finger or anything like that, uh, as far as I can recall.
0: Now, I mean, I've had uh, black cats blow up in my hand, and that's always terrifying because your your fingers are all numb and you feel like they're gone, but they're not. Now, one time when I was in high school, there used to be this place up by the airport, the local airport here where I live, and we used to call it Scary Place. And it was like a meat factory, like a butcher place, And when it had been closed down for many, many years, but when you walked in the building, like you still could go in through the doors. They were, their locks were smashed off. It honestly looked like in the middle of the day, one day they just up and walked out. There were still fake plants. There were still phones on the desks. There were coffee mugs. um, There were papers sitting on the desks. I mean, it was, it was terrifying in that it just honestly looks like people just vanished from the building. And then if you, as you progress through the office, you kind of went back to this hallway into like a warehouse kind of a room And it was, there were like those, those thick plastic, um, little, uh, I can't think of the word. Little flappy doorway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thick plastic flappy door things that were hanging down. And as you went through those, there were, that's apparently where the butchering happened because there were like meat hooks hanging from the ceiling and all kinds of like big, uh, pieces of equipment and metal tables and stuff. So we called it scary place cause honestly it was very, very freaky going in that place. So one day we decide to go in there with a mortar and to go in the office area and put the thing at an angle on a, on a cart, like put the mortar tube at an angle, uh, and shoot it off inside the building. Of course, it's the dumbest fucking idea you can have to shoot off a mortar inside of a building. So we do it. And, um, the tube falls over almost immediately as as we lit the mortar and dropped it in, so it basically shot straight at the wall right in front of us um and the mortar came flying back at us and it exploded and I was videotaping it on my my uh v h s uh video camera <laughs> and and it was the the boom was so loud that it made the camera skip on the recording so if you're watching it, it's just like you hear us start cussing and yelling and Running and then all of a sudden you hear the beginning of a boom and then it goes silent for about a half a second and it cuts away from video and then it comes back to us outside running to our car to leave. Uh, So that was a pretty dangerous and stupid thing I think we did.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I I had this is nowhere near the scale of what you just described, but um, we used to somehow uh, have bottle rockets at our disposal Mm -hmm. quite a bit. And there was a time, it was right after high school or right around the year we graduated. It was somewhere right around graduation time, either just before or just after. And for my grandmother was um, in the hospital for some reason, and I was staying at her house to kind of keep an eye on stuff or whatever. So I had, of course, had a bunch of friends over. And we were all hanging out in, in her living room, and there were bottle rockets present. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends was was playing around with a lighter and like sparking it next to the fuse.
2: Oh, God. And I'm like,
1: I, and I'm like come on, man, stop, stop doing that. That's, you know, right. The, you know, this is not, <laughs> this is not, he goes, I'm not even lighting it, I'm just sparking it. Look. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the fuse, lit and it's and he's like oh shit and he let go of it and it it the launch charge filled the room with smoke oh, and god. then it then it exploded uh <laughs> in the living room and the whole room just smelled like gunpowder
0: oh yeah i bet I mean, it was
1: i'm like oh my god how what are we gonna do how are we and that was like her favorite room so, as soon as she came back from the hospital That would have been like the first place she would have went.
2: And so
1: we're like opening the windows and we're spraying stuff and trying to air. It was just, it was not, not cool. We didn't burn the place down. Um, But yeah, that was a bad, a bad bottle rocket experience.
0: Yeah. We used to put bottle rockets in, in PVC pipe and shoot them at each other.
1: Yeah. We had bottle rocket fights.
0: Yeah. And we used to do the Roman candle thing. I remember one time me and my brother, we, uh, we both used to have pickup trucks when we were in high school and we were driving home from school or from wherever one day. And, and one of us saw a couch. So we decided to go back and get the couch, uh, after we went home and did homework or whatever we did, we went back and got the couch and we were going to bring it back to our house because we kind of lived out in the woods and we were going to burn it. Um, cause that's what idiots do. And we decided that the best way to do it was to cover the couch in gas and then have Uh, a Roman candle war where each of us are on the other side of the couch and shoot Roman candles at each other. And if we just happened to hit the couch and it erupted into flames, then that's how it happened. And, uh, (laughs) man, I remember my mom was so pissed. My mom and dad, because of course the couch lit on fire and then you, we had soaked this thing in like five gallons of gas and it was this huge orange flame. And my parents came running out of the house and man, they were pissed. But We really did some stupid shit with fireworks. I mean, I've got more stories like that where, you know, we're lighting mortars off and some dumbass runs over and kicks the mortar tube down. And, of course, it was hanging right towards where all of our cars were parked and the mortar goes flying and it, it hits someone's car and goes underneath and explodes Luckily, there was no, uh, no, oh my God, no visible damage. But you know, when the mortar went flying towards the car, we all ran like hell because we didn't know what was going to happen. In our minds, uh. it was going to be like a movie where the freaking car explodes.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I hope I hope you didn't invite that guy back to any more fireworks.
0: No, parties. that was the last time I did fireworks at his house because I mean they were they were all I wasn't drinking, but everyone was drunk and they were you know, someone would light the mortar and, and then like phys- physically hold the tube in their hands and like shoot it out into the woods and shoot it out towards the lake and stuff. And it was just, it was a bad time. It was fun. But thinking back on it, it's like, Jesus, any one of those could have, you know, taken someone's hand off.
1: Yeah. Or set the whole neighborhood on fire or the forest or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. That would have been bad too. I didn't think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, we had an incident, me and my sisters were messing around. There was kind of a big um, empty lot, Um, not just a lot, but like a fairly large field uh, behind our house. And we were messing around with something. I don't know if it was matches or fireworks or what it was, but we started a fire accidentally in this field. And we kind of started panicking. We, We were trying to put it out and it just kept moving in all these directions and it very quickly became like, uh Oh, it's out of control. So what did we do? We got the hell out of there. That's what we did. (laughs) (laughs) But somebody in a house nearby, I guess, saw what was going on and called the fire department. Mm -hmm. So the fire department came out and put the fire out. And we kind of figured that, you know, we need to, we need to just leave the area. So we walked to the, um, local Kmart store or something uh, just to kind of be out of the area for a little while. Mm -hmm. And um, when we came back home, uh, my grandfather was staying with us at the time he was visiting and he told us that the fire department came by and were asking about, you know, the kids that live here. Oh God. Where, where are they? And told them about the fire and all that. So when he told us that we were like, just, panic stricken oh yeah but he never told our parents about it
0: well that was good
1: yeah he uh i i really bonded with him that day that was that was like a you know a little thing that we had after that
0: yeah yeah i bet not ratting you out to the to the fuzz
1: oh yeah the uh the consequences would have been devastating yeah for sure
0: well i think uh I think it's safe to say we both escaped our youth of fireworks unscathed relative to the stupid things we did. And I wish yeah. people would uh, now would stop with the fireworks, at least stop yeah. with, with the amount of fireworks.
1: I agree. Um, looking back, um, it was pretty dangerous, and we're lucky that things didn't go worse than they did. Well, uh, yeah, it, because, it should be a lesson to all kids out there today.
0: I mean, when I was a kid, when I was like 13, we could ride our bikes to the fireworks stand you know that would be set up in a parking lot next to a big lots or something, and we could buy whatever we wanted. I mean, they didn't care. There was no rules against something like that. I mean, we used to get M80s and throw them at each other. You know, we were stupid.
1: Yeah, we did that too. Yeah. But they, yeah, they didn't care. If you had money, that's all they cared about. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I got one more one more fireworks story. Go for it. Um, this is probably when I was about fourteen, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my buddy. We used to just get in trouble. We used to hang out and just raise hell and, you know, piss people off. That was what we did. So we had um, some fireworks. We had some firecrackers. Um, they were probably just like black cats or something. They weren't big. They weren't like M80s or anything. Um, but we were walking by the side of uh, Highway 60 in Brandon at night. It might have been Fourth of July. I'm not even sure. Um, but we... We got this idea. It's like, hey, man, let's let's throw a firecracker out into the into the road. Yeah. So we lit this firecracker, threw it out into Highway 60, and it landed on the windshield of a car that was coming by when (laughs) when it exploded. And then the next nanosecond after it exploded, we both realized that it was a cop car. No. (laughs) Yeah. We're like, oh, shit. And he started pulling off into the nearby parking lot. And so we both hauled ass in the opposite direction and went behind the shopping center that was there into a field that, you know, there was not no road or anything back there. So we just ran across the field. Um, We we outran that guy. I don't know how far he chased us, but he must have been pissed.
0: Yeah, I bet he was. Yeah, he was. Dude, if you did that today, holy shit, you'd go to jail for... Who knows what?
1: Oh, they'd have the helicopters out looking for us and SWAT teams and everything.
0: Oh my God! We never threw fireworks at cars, but uh, behind my friend's house growing up, there was like a probably a couple acres of woods, and then there on the other side of the woods there was like a a pretty steep slope that went up to the road. And in those woods, would wild potatoes would grow, and they wouldn't get very big. They're maybe like bigger than a golf ball, smaller than a baseball. But we used to go grab a bunch of potatoes and we lay on that hill. And as cars would come by, we would like chuck the potatoes out into the road. And I remember a few times nailing cars like uh, the windshields or especially like when garbage trucks would come. We would just get up on our knees and throw the damn things as hard as we could at the side of the garbage truck. But I mean, Jesus Christ, we did some stupid things.
1: Yeah, you know, as an adult, this is this was not that long ago, maybe uh, maybe 10 years ago, I was driving home from work. And I was, um, probably only a mile or two from my house and I'm driving down this residential road and an orange hits my car as Ooh. I'm driving by Yeah, and I was, I was pissed. Hell yeah. I mean, it made a dent, which t- didn't bother me that much, but just, I, I just wanted to strangle those kids so much, you know, I just, I wanted them dead. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, when, when you're a kid and you're doing this, you're doing the stupid stuff. You don't think about, you know, the, the implications as far as how much it costs or, you know, what p- someone may have gone to go through to get to, uh, to get the vehicle or whatever it is you're, you're damaging. But as an adult, I mean, if somebody throws an orange at your car or something or dents it and you want to get it fixed, I mean, that's probably a thousand dollar minimum just to get the damn thing fixed. And depending on where the dent is, you may not even be able to get it fixed without buying a new panel, um, right
1: right new fender or door or something. yeah
0: or if it hits your windshield and you've already gotten your one free one for the year or, or whatever the deal is in florida then you gotta pay to get a windshield fixed and i mean it's it's insane so it's it sucks that you know kids don't think of these things but i mean shit neither of us thought of it so i can't yeah, really I blame them
1: it. you know the the ironic thing is that you know we did a lot of dumb stuff like that i got 100 stories about stuff that we did as kids
0: oh yeah me too
1: and, and all, every time, you know, you get caught, you get in trouble and, you know, you get yelled at or told how expensive this is or, you know, your punishment is to go fix the damage that you did or wh- whatever it is. And every single time, that's the moment of remorse. Right. It's, it's the getting caught part and, the, you know, the feeling of, <clears throat> oh, man, that was such a stupid decision. Why did I do that? That's what. That's when you realize how dumb it was um, to make that choice, and you think, oh, "Well, I'm going to learn a lesson from this," but you don't. You go out and you do it again because it's fun when you're doing it, and you, you don't think about the implications until you get caught.
0: Yep, absolutely, hundred well, percent. I
1: remember, you know, about the time I was, you know, seventeen, eighteen, you know, getting to be an adult. You know, had a job and was about to graduate. I remember feeling like, okay, I've got to straighten my life out. I've got to stop making dumb choices mm-hmm. and, and getting in trouble. I mean, it was a conscious decision. You right. Know, it's a conversation I had with myself. I'm like, okay, we've got to stop doing this, Brian. You know, right now. Start start straightening your act out. And I would do it again. And I'd get caught and I'd go, damn it. I'm actually trying <laughs> not to be that kid anymore and right. I can't stop.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Eventually I, I did. I never had to have like that serious of a talk with myself. Cause I was never into like doing anything crazy, crazy, but I mean, I used to drive like an asshole and, you know, ride my dirt bike all over the place. And, um, when I was 16 or so, I would go buy cigarettes at the store cause I looked older than 16 and, uh when I'd be playing golf and stuff when my dumbass friends would buy cigarettes from me. And like once I turned eighteen, I was like, enough. like I couldn't I didn't do any of that stuff anymore cause I, I didn't want to get in trouble cause I you know you know once you turn eighteen, like shit's about to get real. you know, before you get a slap on the wrist, you may pay a fine or something. and uh once you're eighteen, it's it's a whole different world,
1: yeah, that's that's the big threat. That's the you know, the aha moment where I guess everybody goes through. It. It's like, okay, well now, it's not just we're going to call your parents. Now it's we're going to take you to jail. Right. And so that's the motivation to, you know, stop doing that stuff. But, you know, the other thing for me was when I graduated from high school, um, I moved away. I moved out of the house. I moved to Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. which I I thought, ah oh, Fort Lauderdale, this is like spring break central. It's going to be party time all the time. But, you know, I had an apartment that I was renting. Um, um and I had two jobs that I had to go to and it was like, you know, reality, you know, it was like mm-hmm.
0: responsibility
1: just forced itself on me. And I I think that was when I really made the big change in my life.
0: Well, and that goes for everyone, everything though, when it comes to moving somewhere or whatever, because, you know, I've gone on vacation to different places and me and my, my wife or at the time when she was my girlfriend would say, man, it'd be really cool to live here because... You know when you're when you're not having to pay bills and work and do all that stuff, it's way more fun to be somewhere. Uh, it's just like what you thought. I mean, you're going to go somewhere new, and you know you may have gone there to go to some parties or you may have a good reputation for spring break or something. But you know, shit, when you got to get up on during the week and go to work uh, and pay bills and stuff, it's it's not at all the same. It's not it's not a big fun party anymore. It's you might it might well just stay where you're at because you got to work.
1: Yeah, it, it was a reality check. I, think, I lived there for six months, and I think I went to the beach twice.
0: Yeah, and one of them was probably like within two days of getting there.
1: <laughs> yeah, an early beach trip, and then reality for, you know, five months, and then maybe another beach trip. Yeah, the, like the day
0: before you left, you're like, oh, let's go to the beach one more time. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, you know, funny.
1: It, it really changed for me because I was working two jobs, mm-hmm. and um, I was really, my, my ambition was to get into television. I thought you know that's that's what I want. That was what I, you know, the career I chose in my head for in, myself.
0: In what way? Do you want to be on camera behind the scenes? Um.
1: Uh, well, I guess the the ultimate goal was to get into motion pictures, mm. like pr- production. Um. You know, like be a director or an editor or something creative in motion pictures. And in my eighteen-year-old head, television was the path to Hollywood. Right. Of course, I now know that's not true, but. So television was my goal. And I talked to a couple of people and they're like, well, you know, you really need some some experience or some education. And so at one day I just said, this is stupid what I'm doing right now, working these two jobs. I'm not in school. I couldn't even go to school if I want to, because it, it takes so much of my time just to make the money that I need to pay my bills. Um, so I quit both jobs and I moved back home. And a, a short time later, I got another job. Uh, at an auto dealership installing uh, rust coating, rust proofing and undercoating on new vehicles, mm. which I don't know if you if you if you know what undercoating is. Yeah, it's it's a black tar, messy, sticky, gooey, really unpleasant thing that you spray with a with a air compressor and a, and a sprayer nozzle onto the underside of a car that's lifted up on a floor jack thing. You know, on a hydraulic jack, mm-hmm. and it gets everywhere, everywhere. If it touches you, it's there forever, <laughs> or for a really long time. Is if that why you still have your...
0: black stuff on your forearms? That's it, weird. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 black, <laughs>
1: uh, but it's not on my forearms, not not anymore. But if it gets on your clothes, it's there forever. There's nothing nothing takes that out. Right. It, it gets on your shoes. It gets on anything. I used to. We used these. Um, uh, the bonnets that they put on the orbital buffers when they're like waxing cars and stuff, we'd take these, these um, you know, uh, cloth bonnets and I, I cut two little holes in it so I could see and I put it over my face and I put another one over my hair and, you know, wear like coveralls or a smock or something and try to cover myself up as much as I possibly can before I get under there and spray that stuff. But anyway, the point of the story is, At at another point, it might have been like another six months, um, I had another one of those moments like, what the fuck am I doing? This is not advancing my career ambitions at all. Why Mm -hmm. am I here? What am I doing? So I quit that job. And then I went, started going around to television stations, filling out applications. You know, hire me, hire me, give me a job. And they're all like, yeah, whatever, go away. But I, I finally stopped into the public television station and uh, filled out an application. And they looked at it and they're like, hey, um, have you considered volunteering? And I'm like, huh? What? Yeah, well, we, we take volunteers to come in and help us with our productions. You know, We'll teach you how to operate the cameras and how to floor direct and lighting and these other aspects of the local productions that we do. And, you know, if you're interested, I'm like, hell, yeah, I'm interested Yeah, you because know, I was living at home and I didn't have a job anyway. So. Right. So that was actually pretty cool. I learned a lot doing that um, and it was while I was doing that that I got a call from a friend of mine um, who worked in radio and said, hey, there's an opening for somebody entry level in the engineering department. If you're interested, call the chief engineer and, you know, see what's what. So I did that, and that was how I got my first job in radio. Huh. Well,
0: that's pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: And, and then I liked it enough. I went to school for, you know, uh, electronics technology, and uh, that, the, all my aspirations of television and Hollywood just kind of went away.
0: Yeah. Well, my story is a lot. Uh, I, I don't know a lot what, but it's different. I basically uh, was going to school and. Always wanted to do radio, never had any ambition for TV, even though my dad was a TV guy. I had no ambition to get in TV. And then uh, I basically called a contact my dad gave me and said, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball because I don't even have an internship. And the guy said, come on down to the station and we'll get you an internship. And that was that. Still there seven years later. Wow. Pretty much.
1: What what was the internship? What did you do?
0: I interned for programming.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Pretty much what I'm doing now.
1: Yeah, so programming—that's that's your life.
0: You know, yeah, a lot of
1: people come up through, you know, promotions is is pretty common. Um, I did pretty- that at
0: one point, but it was just because I wanted more hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what did they
1: have you doing? Hanging banners and stuff.
0: Yeah, hanging banners, putting up tables and tents and stuff, and it was funny the first time, uh, the first day of, of me doing it, the first promotion I had to do one of the salespeople who was in charge of it came over and was like, Oh my gosh, like you're doing really, a really good job. And I was like, what do you mean doing a really good job? And they were just like, Oh, you, most people don't do this well. And I'm like, do what set up a tent and a table and hand crap out. What the hell's so hard about it? And that's when I learned that most people are fucking retards. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's kind of been my experience. I, I mean, the whole thing was all very intimidating for me and, there have been a lot of things, you know, throughout the course of my life that I thought, oh man, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm ready for that. You know, that's that seems like a big deal. And when <laughs> right. you kind of start seeing the people that are doing the thing that you think you're not ready for, right. And start realizing that, man, these people don't even look like they know what they're doing.
0: Right. And then generally I, they don't.
1: I think I could probably go in there and, and do a better job having never done it before.
0: hmm Which is usually how it works out. Yeah, so it's a good a good life lesson. Yeah. Well, and through my uh, my quest of working in radio and, and hanging around, I've been, as you know, trying to help out more and learn, learn more, basically, about the way things work in the back end. And that's made me uh, change my setup at home. So now I've got like a microphone and all kinds of equipment and crap at home that I've gotten over time and saved up for and stuff. And uh, one thing I did recently, well, actually yesterday, was I put up a third monitor. How many monitors do you have, Brian, at your house?
1: Um, I've got, well, first of all, how many computers do I have? (laughs) I've got one, two, three, four computers. Um, One of them is my iMac. That only has one monitor. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a PC that's in my spare bedroom, my guest room, that has two monitors, but I like literally never use it. Right. It's kind of there for, you know, company to use if they want to get on the internet or something.
0: Yeah, they want to look at porn. They can do it in the bedroom. They don't need to I suppose.
1: Yeah, I don't really care what they do on that computer. <laughs> Boobs.virus.com. <laughs> Boobs.virus.com. I, <laughs> right. I don't really care because if it, if it becomes infected, I'll just throw it away. Right, yeah. Um, then I've got another computer that's part of my security system. Um, and I, that's, I, I don't know if I want to say this on the podcast, but... That security system—it's like a bunch of cameras outside around around the perimeter of my house. Yeah, that, that thing's a piece of crap. Um, and then I have a Mac Mini that's connected to my television, which I also never use. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the answer to your question is the main computer that I use at home just has the one, the one monitor.
0: Well, I just put up—I've th- had two for at least over a year now, and I just decided I really want three for some reason. So I i pulled out an old video card that I have and uh, I put it in my computer because it was a dual out instead of a single. And I couldn't get it to work with the the splitter cable that I've got. So I decided to give it a whirl of let's see if I can get two video cards to run at the same time. Different brands, uh, different everything about them. Not, nothing is the same on these two video cards except for their aftermarket. So I put them both in and i plugged all the monitors in turn on the computer and son of a bitch the fucking thing works so now i've got three monitors three different monitors three different size monitors and all the colors are different <laughs> oh yeah so uh, so did they
1: work right off the bat or did you have to go into all these configurations no, settings and
0: it worked right off the bat
1: wow now I'm, they I'm weren't in,
0: they weren't in order from left to right you know like the middle monitor was monitor three, the one on the far right was monitor one, the one on the far left was monitor two. And I had to like go in and arrange that. Um, But everything worked perfectly right off the gate or right at the gate. Um, But one one thing I've noticed, well, two things I've noticed. One, the performance of my computer has slowed down a a little bit. I don't know if it's dramatic or not, but I've definitely noticed some things take longer than others or than it used to.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I have a theory for that.
0: Well, let's hear your theory, and then I'll tell you the other thing afterwards.
1: Okay, uh, my theory is that this this second video card that you put in there is just sucking up uh, processing resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, your computer may not really have the balls that it needs to uh, to process all that because those, you know, to to generate those uh, video outputs, if they don't, if the video card doesn't have an onboard graphics processor. Then it's going to suck resources off your main CPU. Yeah, and that may be what's happening.
0: And I don't know if this computer does or not. It's it's a probably two years old. This computer, I've got. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's not a horrible computer. It's got an i7 processor, 3.4 gigs uh, gigahertz, 16 gigs of RAM. So I mean, it's not a piece of crap. But it's uh, apparently it's not uh, not meant for two video cards running at the same time. And the other thing I've noticed is that the cooling fans on my computer run nonstop now. Like, as soon as it turns on, they're just on. And both of the video cards actually have their own fans, too. So this thing, it gets hot.
1: Yeah, it's... uh, Well, let me ask you this. Um, Do you have the uh, proper updated factory drivers for those cards? Or are you just running, like, generic... No, I've got uh, the uh, drivers.
0: I've got the proper factory updated cards. Uh, drivers I mean, the, for the cards, the software. The, yeah, the, the firmware. For yeah, them. the drivers are all all up to date. There, if you yeah. want to look at the device manager, it doesn't say generic anything. It's it's the actual, um, it's the actual hardwares, drivers and stuff.
1: Okay, so Windows identified the cards and loaded the proper drivers for them. Yeah okay because i was thinking that if if you don't have the right drivers in there then the system might just kind of go into this mode where it's like i don't really know what this card's capable of doing but we better run these fans
0: now like i'm looking at the uh, device manager now and, and for the display adapters it says amd radon hd 5450 and nvidia geoforce 9400 gt so it uh, is well aware of what they are. I can't believe it works, honestly. Like I, I completely expected to plug it in, uh, and, and it was a real bitch to do it because I had to unplug stuff from the tower and uh, pull the side casing off. There's never enough room to get my arms in there because there's crap next to it, and I had to rerun some some cables behind my desk. I mean, it was a real bitch to get this thing going, and I was just certain that I was going to turn it on and I was going to get some error immediately saying something about unsupported display adapter or some bullshit. Um, But now much, much to my surprise, it just came right on.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Are you, um, are you okay with the compromise uh, from performance to having three monitors?
0: For right now I am. Um, I'm not sure I like having three monitors. Honestly, it's kind of, too far to look side to side <laughs> to see. But, you know, like as I'm doing the podcast right now, like I like to look at the wave forms on Adobe Audition as I'm recording. So I like to have that up on the screen, full screen the whole time. But now I still have two monitors to where I can do my normal Facebook or whatever I'm doing. Um, so I think for now I'm okay. But in the long run, I'm not sure. Hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, um, I've never had three monitors. Um, I have two at work and I had two at my last job. Uh, That's always seemed to be plenty for me. But I'll tell you, in support of your three monitor experiment, uh, Bill Gates says that three monitors are the perfect number. Well, You you know, it's good. It's good enough for Bill Gates. It's good enough for you.
0: Well, I think I need six monitors then.
1: Yeah, I think he said. I don't remember exactly. I think he said, you know, one monitor is like email, right? And then another monitor is like uh, internet, mm-hmm. like a browser. And then the other one is whatever spreadsheets or you know other tasks that you might be working on at the moment. But you always have, you know, one is your email and one is is you know your browser.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with the one being email because at work I've got two monitors and my left monitor is 100% of the time my email. Maybe not 100% of the time, maybe like 99% will be my email. Occasionally I'll open like a spreadsheet over my email if I'm filling out new data and I'll have it open on the spreadsheet on the left and the new data on the right. But it's 99% of the time it's my email. So that's kind of my thinking at home too. I had two monitors, but when I'd be doing the podcast, I'd be recording, so one monitor is taken up, and then the other one I'd have a couple different things open. And I'm a full-screen guy. I like things full-screen, so three monitors is the way to go for me. Um, Now, I know because we talk off the podcast, but you are currently working on getting a second monitor for your main computer.
1: Well, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a little while. um, with, um, With the iMac, uh, it's it's a little bit of a different process um, than it is with a with a PC, but it, it certainly can be done. The problem that I've been having is that I, I really don't have enough desk space. The desk that I chose um, for my for my home computer um, it's it's a it's a wide desk, but the flat desk actual desktop part is is narrow, and the rest of it. Is like a series of three shelves that are attached. So the overall width is a is a nice wide thing, but you know a big chunk of it, like a third of it, is kind of wasted on these three shelves. Mm. So it doesn't leave enough room. The and the iMac. It, it's my second iMac. The first one was more square, and this one's you know a, a widescreen. It's one of the newer ones, and it it's huge compared to the old one. And it it barely leaves enough room for the speakers on the side.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, they're
1: they're actually partially hidden by the by the computer because it's so large. Um, so, in order for me to get a second monitor, I have to get a new desk.
0: <laughs> and I know, also because we talked, that you uh, you braved IKEA on the Fourth of July looking for a yeah, desk.
1: That's true. There was there was this one desk at. In the
0: office uh, that i, I was kind
1: of looking at as as a uh, model for what what i had in mind for a desk it was very plain it was just a flat desktop and underneath were just some a very simple you know set of legs um, no drawers no underneath stuff it was all pretty much wide open underneath and just a flat desktop
0: so basically it it was like a it was just like a like a dining room table kind of table almost yeah Yeah, it was nice wood it's it's thin but it's sturdy and the the legs don't go straight down they kind of angle out towards the front and the back so it's got a nice modern look to it but it's super stable
1: yeah it's stable and it just it looks clean and and not cluttered so i kind of like that and i one day last week um, I was walking by that desk and looking at it again and thinking, I need to find out cause uh, back up a second. Uh, I had previously with that desk in mind kind of been browsing, um, the internet, trying to find something similar to that. And I really wasn't having any luck, mm-hmm. you know, everything I was looking at, it's like, no, 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 no. So I, I, I was walking by it. And I'm like, you know what? I need to find out what this desk is to help me in my search. So I flipped it over and I saw a tag on it. And I, I, without even reading it, I just took a picture of the tag so I could look at it later and, and keep my search going. And then you walked into my office and we were talking about it. And I remembered that I had taken a picture of that tag. And right at that moment, you said, oh, well, that desk, that's an Ikea desk. And so I looked at the picture and I'm like, sure enough, it's an Ikea. And I got the Swedish name off the tag of what, what model it was. I don't yeah. know, it was like a... A Blork or something, I don't remember. (laughs) Some Swedish thing. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, uh, so we were joking around about, you know, on my way home, I'm going to stop at Ikea, and you thought I was kidding, and I thought I was kidding, too, but on my way home, I stopped at Ikea, and I got to tell you, man, I hate that place.
0: See, I like Ikea. I mean, I've only been there three or four times, so I can't say that I'm like a regular. I I don't go there to eat the Swedish meatballs all the time. I did that once. I, I've not done that yet, um, but I like IKEA. I mean, it, you just have to you have to go there with a lot of time on your hands because it's like a freaking maze. And there are shortcuts to get through, but you very easily could go through a shortcut and make the wrong turn, and then you're going the wrong direction, and you're back around to the beginning again.
1: Yeah, that's a mistake you don't want to make. No, um, and I was aware of these shortcuts, but I wasn't really seeing very many of them. Well. Let me start my little tour. So I go in there, and you go up the stairs to the upper level, which apparently is where you have to start. And um, the the desk section was fairly close to the beginning. You know, you went through a living room and a couple other little sections. But before long, I was among desks. And so I, I, I saw one that I kind of liked. Um, it, was, it was just a desktop, and it didn't have much undercarriage to it. Um, but it, it had a crank handle on it, and I thought, huh, that's weird. So I cranked it around, and so it was—it uh, would raise and lower the desk so that you could use it sitting down or standing up. And I thought, well, that is appealing. I, I kind of like that idea.
0: Okay, wait, timeout. Are you—are right. you ever gonna use the desk standing up? I think so. Get the fuck
1: out of here! I think I would get
0: the fuck out of here. You're I n- think I would. No, not only because is it a stupid idea, but wow. once you but once you plug all your shit in, you think your cords are going to be long enough to go an extra three or four feet for the desk to come all the way up? <laughs> well,
1: I have to plan it that way. Oh, I, no, I have to make sure that it it will do that.
0: Now, me knowing you, I know you would. I mean, if you had that desk, you would absolutely plan for that, and it would it would be the perfect length wires and everything, but come on. You're not going to stand up and use the desk. I I think
1: I would. I mean, no. here's, here's an example. You know an example of when I would use it standing up? None of them? Doing this podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: You, no. I think it,
1: that's a perfect example of, of one time that I would I would use it as a stand-up
2: thing.
0: No, because we when we were talking about doing the podcast, you, your whole thing was that you needed – wireless equipment so that you didn't have to be chained it in. I, I mean, want to
1: go out and check the mail. So you could wow. go out. Yeah, you
0: could go out <laughs> on the garage. You could go in the kitchen without losing, without missing a beat. And that's why yeah. there's sometimes a static and sometimes there's not, not static so much, but like the, a fan noise because you're going different places. You're going different places. So you can't tell me you'd want to sit in one spot or stand in one spot and do the podcast.
1: Well, I mean, I could, I could walk over there and I could stand there um, and chat for a little while, and then I could walk into the kitchen and have a beverage and walk back. It's, you know, uh, you got you to gotta cut me some slack on this. I, I really think I would use this, I don't, this feature. I, I don't uh, think you would. I All right, well, we'll see. Because to continue my story. <laughs> so I, I took a picture of the tag on that desk because I thought, well, this is a possible desk. Mm-hmm. And then I kept walking around a little bit more to see what else they had, and I really wasn't seeing anything. And then right near the end of that section, I saw another desk that was a little bit larger, um, and it was black, and I, I I really liked that. And and it was also a sit stand thing, but it had um, motorized mm. action instead of a crank handle. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do a stand up thing, I definitely need to be need to be going with the, you know, with the automated version of this right You know, not the standing on
0: standing to use the computer is too much work as it is let alone having to hand crank the thing e- down.
1: exactly i mean what kind of a schmo has to hand crank yeah, was, his, his desk
2: up? is this a jungle
1: or something jesus i know let's get it's, it's 2016 for crying out loud
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know i might as well have a car that has one of those crank handle things <laughs> on it to, to get it started so anyway uh, my success with that was Really, really poor. Uh, it had a tag on it that said, see um, attendant, instead of like what aisle and row you could find this thing in. So the whole see attendant thing was a failure. So I walked out of that store with nothing, thinking that, well, you know, I'm just going to go home and, and browse um, on their website and see if I could just buy it that way. hmm And that, I found the desk on their website, but it was more expensive and they wanted to charge me another hundred dollars for shipping. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. We're not doing that, Brian. So I, um, I thought, I wonder if Amazon sells Ikea stuff. I didn't really think they would, but I went and looked and sure enough, you can buy Ikea stuff from Amazon. Hmm. Um, but it was, it was Still really expensive. In fact, uh, you could buy the same desk on Amazon, and there was no shipping charge, but they upped the price so that you end up paying that shipping charge right so they even yeah it's free shipping, but it's a hundred dollars more.
0: Yeah, they still make their whatever percent and and cover shipping with charging you more money.
1: So I thought, well, I'm not falling into that trap. no. So it just so happened that when I was on that page, um, you know how you can kind of scroll down and you can see, you know, other people that purchased this also looked at these things. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of looked through those and I saw a desk that was very similar and it had the stand-up, sit-down thing. It was a different company and it had really good reviews and it was uh, cheaper. It was basically the the cheapest cost of the ikea desk that i found anywhere Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay well for the for the money that i was willing to spend i can get this and have it shipped and it looks just as good and people seem to love it so yeah i should be getting a new desk soon
0: very nice now have you gotten any shipping notifications or anything yet
1: okay here's here's a funny thing (laughs) so today when i got home from work um i got uh there was a box outside by my door, and I looked at the tag on the box, and it said from Apex Desk. But this is a box that you could hold in your hand. I mean, this is a, you know, it's a small box. And I'm like, did they really? Did I buy what I thought I bought? What the hell did I buy? Yeah,
0: you bought it for like a a, a dollhouse.
1: <laughs> how, yeah. How is this desk possibly in this little box? So I I opened it up, you know, quickly because I just couldn't wait to see what the hell this thing was. Right. And it turns out, uh, I'd forgotten that I did this, but I ordered this accessory for the desk um, that goes into the little grommet holes where you put wires through.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so it, it takes one of those grommet holes and it turns it into uh, two electrical outlets.
0: Oh, that's very neat.
1: Yeah. So I, I forgot that I added that to my order. So when the desk comes, it, it has two grommet holes in it and one of the grommet holes Will have uh, two outlets on it. So you'll have little power outlets right there on the top of the desk.
0: That's pretty awesome. Well, and it's a good sign as well that that, that already came. Yeah. Because at least you know that they're on their ass when it comes to shipping stuff. They're not waiting around for it.
1: Yeah. And the other stuff can't be far away, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it probably be there when you wake up. Yeah. Ding dong.
2: <laughs> whoa, whoa.
0: So you're going to get this thing, then you're going to set up your second monitor that you've got waiting for the for your iMac. Now, with an iMac, I mean, how does the monitor connect? Is it just like a USB deal, or, or is it? does it have like VGA or DVI or something on the back? Uh,
1: the iMac has a uh, mini display port output. Uh. And so I'm probably going to have to buy a cable um, to connect the mini display port. And then I, there's probably some mild configurations that need to be done to kind of set it up.
2: Because
1: hmm. you can do, I guess you can do different stuff. You can do a mirror or you can, you know, make it a second monitor or whatever.
0: Yeah, you don't want to do the mirror display. That's stupid. What a waste. No, that.
1: No. If I was going to do that, I'd have to send the desk back and everything cuz <laughs> you know, I don't need I don't need two monitors to have the exact same thing on them. That's
0: I'll send the desk back for you.
1: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm sure you will. You are something else.
0: <laughs> uh it's a bit of an inside story, I guess, because no one. Yeah, has. you gonna tell it? Yeah, why not? So Brian ordered a headset because, again, he doesn't want to be stuck in one place doing the podcast. So yeah. he ordered a Turtle Beach headset so he could have it on his Bluetooth. He could go out in the garage. He could get a drink, like we heard him do a few minutes ago. You or, heard that? Yeah, he could hear you pouring pouring wow. liquid. Um, that's all right. It's obvious. No, 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 no. It's, you know, it's it's uh, it's character building stuff. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh so Brian orders this thing, he gets it, the headset, he doesn't really like it as much as he thought he would, so he wants to he, first he tries to give it away, and then he tried to then he decided he wanted to sell it instead. And I'm the whole time I'm like, dude, just return it. You bought it on Amazon, just go click return. It takes two seconds, you can print out the label, you throw it back in the box, and off it goes. And it took me twenty-nine days to convince him to return it. It was the day before. the the final deadline for having to return something for amazon so i'm like just hit return i'll put the thing in a box tomorrow at work i'll tape the damn label to it and i'll put it up front and the ups guy will take it or whoever was going to come so he uh, and then that's
1: what i didn't want to do it's like "Ah, that's too much trouble i gotta put it in a box and i gotta right and and because
0: because there there are only about 50 boxes within 100 feet of his office where you could put the damn thing in and and tape it up and it'd take two minutes. I still had the box that it shipped to me. in. I I (laughs) still had it. That's what I used to send it back.
1: It's still sitting here.
0: Yeah. Even better. So he's just like, no, it's too much work. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Uh, And then I finally convinced him to do it. So he hits return. We're, we're, we're doing, we're talking over Skype or something and he hits return. And then he's like, uh, he's like, all right, it's got to go out tomorrow. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be in the office tomorrow. (laughs) So after 30 days of saying, I will do it for you. Don't worry. So you get all your money back. I was not there to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch,
0: but you will return my desk, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I get that right? No problem. I got the desk. All right. As long as they great. can go back on Monday, the 11th, cause I'm not going to be in a work. So, you know, yep. So you're going to get, I'm excited for you to get multiple monitors. I don't know why, cause it's not like it's going to change my life in any way. I don't know that
1: it's going to change my life that much either. You seem you seem more excited than than I am about it.
0: Yeah, I think because uh I like to move from project to project and I don't have any money to do anything cool. So I like to uh live vicariously through other people, which is fun. Oh, yes.
1: so now I understand why it's like, "Hey Brian, let's do a podcast." So so I can get like stuff and you can live vicariously through my podcast arsenal
0: yeah pretty much because i mean you you're now on your fourth uh piece of technology in an attempt to be mobile not stuck to a desk that you can stand at but to be mobile um
1: yes i'm standing right now why because i'm i'm pacing okay um yeah so i had the headset Mm -hmm. um then i had the uh, second headset well, are we counting that? Yeah, I guess we have to count that. Yeah. Well, then it's probably more than four. <laughs> so then I got the, the microphone that I borrowed from work mm-hmm. just, just to test it to see you know, if it was okay. That's the one I used last time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it was pretty good. So I, I used that as my decision-making device to go ahead and order a microphone, not the exact same one, but from the same company. Um, and so that, that's four, we're up to four now. And while I was ordering that, I saw another mic that the same company had that said it's exclusively built for podcasting, but it was like 20 bucks. It was like, eh, I don't know if this is really something serious or not, but for 20 bucks, I threw it in the cart. So that's five. And yeah, that $20 one isn't really that we won't be using that one. Let's just say.
0: And you know what you could do.
1: No, don't tell me.
0: You no, you could. We can do it tomorrow. Bring it to work tomorrow with the box it came in. You can hit return. It's twenty bucks. It's so what? Listen, you it, here's the thing. It's twenty bucks. You hit return. You get all your money back except for like four dollars for its shipping. You'll get a gift card to Amazon. It's like found money at that point. You're gonna get the gift card and you'll be like, ooh, wonder what I can get now.
1: Yeah, you are really killing me with this this return thing you're 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 making me into somebody that i'm not
0: i will do it for you tomorrow i'm in tomorrow yeah i'm there tomorrow
1: you lying sack of shit
0: (laughs) no i'll be there tomorrow don't 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 click return till i'm there i i will click return for you you just log into your amazon i'll hit return and uh i'll send it back for you yeah
1: I'm sure you will. Well, I still have all the packing materials and stuff. So,
0: well, bring it tomorrow, and I'll send it back, and you can get your gift card. And then, when you get your gift card, you can buy you can buy another yeah. piece of equipment.
1: Yeah, I'll buy you a shake.
0: Yeah. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we talk about our experience with the big straws at Steak and Shake?
1: Uh, yeah, because I don't guess that we
0: have. Um... We haven't talked since we we went to Steak and Shake, did we? No. So Sunday night, we decided that like after we recorded the podcast that we should go to Steak and Shake. So we met up at Steak and Shake, and we both, we walk in with our straws, and we sit down at the table, and the waitress comes over. We you know we place the order, and and did she offer to give us straws, or did she see them, or did we say we don't need straws? I don't remember exactly how it happened.
1: Yeah, you know, she walked over with the shakes. And then she tried to hand us straws. Oh, that's right. And that's when we whipped them out. And we're like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh we, we came prepared. We brought our own. And she was uh, she was quite impressed.
0: I think she honestly was.
1: I think she wants us.
0: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. You can have her, though. Ah,
1: um, she's I'm, a whore, just like her mother.
0: Oh, she's the biggest kind of whore. Um, I think she was actually impressed, though, that we brought our own straws. Maybe impressed is not the right word. Uh, but she she did seem interested because she came back by and asked how the straws worked. So I think we may have changed her life as well when it comes to uh, milkshakes.
1: It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, she may she may have already gone out and purchased her own giant straws.
0: I'm sure she has.
1: I, I wish I had taken the time to tell her that these straws can also be used uh, as waterproof survival <laughs> kits. That's right. Somehow. I still don't know how, but it says it in their literature, so... Well, the, I know it's, it's a thing.
0: I mean, like, I, I, I can see how they could be useful. But it, the thing is, like, they don't tell you how to plug the ends of the straw, right?
1: No, they don't. They don't even say that you have to do that. They they really didn't say much at all other than they can be used as waterproof survival tools.
0: Because, I mean, in my mind, if you plug one end of it, you could drop in a couple of matches. You could drop in some, uh, some kindling of some sort, whether it be, like, cotton balls or or you know some kind of wood, and then you plug up the other end, and at least you have something to start a fire with. But if they don't tell you how to plug the ends, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Just put your thumbs on each end of it? Um, maybe we didn't check
1: their website thoroughly enough. Maybe um, they sell accessories, like little corks or something that you can stick in there.
0: <laughs> corks. I, it could be. That's so funny. I feel like uh, also the straws are a running theme of our podcast because every episode now we've talked about straws
1: yeah do we do we need to change that up a little i don't know i kind of like it well let's let the fans decide
0: yeah what say you fans yeah straws or no straws mm-hmm well it's been um it's been an hour here I time think, sure flies i think we've done a good job yet again
1: think we've served the public interest
0: i think so do we want to end on a serious note or just leave it at end it at straws do you have a serious note to end on well i thought you had something
1: oh got nothing all right well Well, there you go it is
0: (laughs) all right sounds good (laughs) all right well uh thanks for listening we're on itunes so check it out uh suitcase on the left and
1: yeah like us and subscribe
0: yeah there you go leave us a rating too a good one whether yeah, you like the show or not. if you're going leave
1: a crappy rating, just don't bother. Right. Only good ones, please.
0: Yeah, if it's not five-star, then we don't want it. <laughs> so what I'm telling you is just do a five-star review, whether you like it or not. Just lie, please.
1: Yeah, we live and die by this podcast, by the way. So, you know, if you if you don't like it, um, we're going to die.
0: Right. And we have very low self-esteem, so be very nice to us about it.
1: Yeah, we'll go into a deep depression.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, on that note... adios see ya